In this podcast, we have conversations about personal experiences with loss, grief, and unexplained spiritual encounters. Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty. Today's topic is on shared death experiences or SDEs. And I'm sure everyone has heard of NDEs, the near death experience, but I'm wondering how many people have heard of shared death experiences. How about you, Tricia? No, this is like the first time I've actually heard of shared death experience. So it's very interesting to hear all the different stories everybody has. And it must help the people that have had that experience help them heal during that process. Yeah, I think it definitely does. A shared death experience, which I should probably put a definition out there for people who haven't heard of this, is when a living person shares in the death experience of a dying person. They don't have to be by their side. They could feel a sensation. They could be next to them, miles away from them. If they're with them, they might see something. They may accompany them or even guide them to the other side. That sounds kind of cool. Wow, that is amazing. That would be an amazing thing to have. I would love to have that experience because that I know would probably give me some kind of peace. Absolutely. It would definitely bring peace. And I know a lot of people wonder what scientists think, and scientists have tried to excuse a near-death experience by saying it's a result of hypoxia, like the lack of oxygen to the brain, even though anyone who goes through an NDE experiences the very same thing. Well, these shared death experiences happen to a healthy person. So I don't know how they explain that. And it's always a positive experience. So once again, that commonality, it brings them a sense of healing and a greater sense of purpose to life, no matter their religious beliefs, which is what I think makes it especially cool. But I think that also validates the near death experience. Yes. The So the difference between the NDEs and the SDEs is that a near-death experience is a person's own brush with death. Well, a shared death experience is a healthy person who is being allowed to participate with another person's dying process. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's a good way to explain it. And reading from the guideposts, They talk about William Peters, who's a psychotherapist. He's the founder of Shared Crossing Project and the director of its research initiative. It started in 2013. The Shared Crossing Project is dedicated to educating people about profound experience of death and the healing opportunities and end-of-life phenomena, which sound like exactly what our podcast is about. But after having two near-death experiences himself and encountering multiple shared death experiences while he was working with hospice, Peters decided to study end-of-life phenomenon and specifically these shared death experiences. But does a living person experience this transition? Peters and his research team have organized these experiences into four types of participation, sensing, 
witnessing, accompanying, and guiding. That's right. Let's summarize these. Again, looking at the guideposts link and article. Sensing, we'll start with that one, is the feeling or like an intuitive knowing that a loved one is dying. And some of the stories we found, they either feel a gasping or something happening, or it's just that sense that they know something happened. Right. That feeling, that feeling is so strong too. It's not just that Oh, I feel something. It's something strong that you all remember as well for a long time. Right. And we don't know why or how it just happens. Yes. And then the second one you had said witnessing. This is when the experiencer sees part of the dying process that's often reported by the person who's having a near-death experience, like the glimpse into the dying person's life review or the dying person being greeted as they pass into heaven. So it's being a witness to that. And I would imagine that also means, you know, maybe they see something happening in the room too with some stories that you found. Yeah, that person probably just seeing their loved one going to heaven and knowing that they're at peace is just a whole sense of happiness for yourself, knowing that they're okay and they're with their loved ones. It's amazing to feel. Either of those are great. And so then, yeah, so um, go ahead and read what the next one is. So yeah, the next one that we're going to go over is accompanying. It's when the experiencer goes with the loved one towards the heavenly light or through a tunnel. Peters shared the profound and beautiful story of this type of SDE experienced by a woman who was her dying husband's caregiver. When he passed, she joined him as he ascended. She felt the euphoric bliss of heaven and saw her husband's mother who had already passed. She handed him over to her. Then it was over. She left feeling like she'd gotten reassurance and closure. For her, it was an affirmation that her husband was at peace and has his beloved mother said Peters. So knowing that you are able to give that person to somebody, they're like their mother or anybody is just be a great feeling to have. Yeah, that is a beautiful story. And to know that it is possible that people have experienced that when that is a tragic time, but to have that experience and feel the peace is just, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, just that handing over part just gives that healing, I would think that you're like, okay, it's okay. Definitely. Yeah. So the next one is guiding is a type of SDE, which can help loved ones to let go. One of our experiencers, while he was flying in a plane, Peter said, he was relaxing in his seat. When a vision came to him, his father was there and confused and didn't know where to go. Inherently, the son knew his dad needed to go toward the light. He helped him and watched his father go through that portal. When the son landed, he learned that his father had died. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, it's great. But to have that too is kind of scary, but amazing feeling as well to like your father. Well, and to be validated that something you just saw and experienced really meant something. Yeah. And it happened and you were there, you were there, but it wasn't in person, but you were there to experience that and having that feeling. I helped my dad to be at peace. 
And I love that the stories are getting out there and that these people are letting them be heard. They're telling them. And that's what we're hoping to do more of on this podcast. And I think that's great. But Peters is not alone in the study. The famous author Raymond Moody coined the phrase shared death experience. In fact, he just wrote a book in 2009 called Glimpse of Eternity. Wow. To me, that validates it because, you know, Moody has a lot of credit. But there are other stories, not just from Peters. And I think you found one you really liked. Yeah. So I was going to, I'm going to read an experience that I found on sharedcrossing.com. It just something that felt at peace when I heard it as well. And you'll hear the reason why. He was moving upward to the light above his head. I looked at it, a beautiful diffused light that was more than light. It was a place, a space an energy. It was freedom and release and forgiveness and acceptance. And that was said by Beth H. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. To have that, know that you have that freedom and know that that person is there and they have that acceptance as well as you have that acceptance that they've moved on to a better place. Oh, absolutely. It's so reassuring. And a lot of these are similar to what would had already been heard of by a lot of people, the near-death experience. And that was actually made known by also by Raymond Moody. He is actually known as the father of near-death experiences. He introduced the concept of near-death experiences in 1975. He had a book that he wrote called Life After Life. That's another one of the books that I read in college when I was studying this with my dad before his plane crash. So it's just interesting that Moody released this recent one with shared death experience in 2009 because I had my first and only so far shared death experience in October of 2008. But I do want to read his book of Glimpses of Eternity and see what I can relate to in that. Right. And you said you had that shared death experience in October. Mm -hmm. Tell us the story about that. That seems to be interesting. I want to hear more. It actually started, Trisha, a few years prior to the shared death experience. I started sensing what my grandmother was feeling, and I had never felt like that with anyone before. I never connected with someone in that way. I don't know if you've ever been around someone and felt their physical pain or been aware of it. I have those feelings with people. So I understand that portion of it. And that's being empathic, which is definitely something I know you and I've talked about being interested in exercising and practicing and studying. So that's how it started. And I would be able to call my aunt's house where my grandmother was staying and ask, how's mama? And my aunt would even say, what are you feeling? And I usually had a pain in the same area of something that happened to my grandmother. This became known by my husband, by my aunt, and then eventually by my grandmother. She found out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. What did she say? Well, she's old fashioned, she's traditional, but since it spanned over a few years, there was a morning at church where I said, how were you this morning? And she said, why? What did you feel? (laughs) (laughs) I felt myself rise up out of the bed, like the pressure of the bed off my back. And I looked at the clock and it was 4.30 in the morning and I thought of her and then I was fine. And I told her that, and I was surprised to get to church 
and see that she was there. I was happy, but I was surprised. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And she just looked at me and said, that was me. And that was all she said that morning. (laughs) (laughs) It turned out she didn't want to say anything in front of my aunt, which was her daughter. She didn't want to scare her, but she called me (laughs) later that night. And she said, you have a gift. And she goes, at 4.30 in the morning, I felt like I raised up out of my body and my heart stopped beating and I stopped breathing. Wow. Yeah. And she said, but I went back in. and But she was then worried about me. And she thought, I'm just worried. And I said, well, why are you worried? And she said, because I'm worried if I die, you'll die. Oh, no. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's fair, right? Yeah. I don't know why. I didn't feel that way at all. And after a couple of years of this happening, I couldn't tell you why. But if I had a pain in my shoulder, I knew it wasn't my pain. And until I was able to talk to her or confirm it was her, the pain wouldn't go away. But if I did talk to her and she admitted that was her, the pain would go away. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. And now maybe I should develop that. I've never just been able to do that on command. I know you're going through things with your back right now. And I'm glad I don't feel that. I'm sorry. Right. No, I'm glad no one else has to feel it either. <laughs> but I did tell her, I said, I don't think I'm going to die when you die, but I am going to be mad if you die and I don't know it. So I did put that out there. And I had, up until this time, though, Trish, I'd never heard of shared death experiences either. Ah. But the night that she died, I laid down in bed. It was about 1130 at night. And I thought about her. And I don't know why this seems important to me, but I had crawled into bed kind of cold and it was on my side. And when I thought about her, I made myself lay on my back and focus and think about her. And I was like in meditations you hear where you picture gold light coming into the top of your head and surrounding you. I was trying to picture that around her as well. And then all of a sudden, no different than if you imagine something, I found myself standing next to her bed, reaching my hand out and just saying, come on, it's time. Let's go. I'll go with you. And I wasn't scared. And I was going through some kind of, just like they say, a dark tunnel that was not scary. There's just no light. And in our life, that sounds scary. Right. (laughs) Right. Who wants to go through a dark tunnel? No, that sounds scary. but (laughs) But it wasn't. And we were arm in arm. And the whole way I was saying... We'll be okay. We're going to be fine. The kids are fine. I'm here with them. It's okay. And we then came to like this silhouetted group of people behind them. The light was like it would be a a sunset, this pinkish purple background. And she joined them, turned to me. And I felt the relief, like I had been feeling her nausea and her just how she had been physically feeling. I felt that release. And I I just started saying that to her. You feel great. You feel amazing. You're clear. You're better. And at that point, I I felt tears of joy streaming down my physical face. And I I was just happy. She looked like she was 25. And I wasn't alive when she was 25. But I remember seeing that face. And I'd actually forgotten until I was reliving this, talking to my aunt, that I had recognized three of the people that were in that group. And and one of them, it surprised me because, you know, I didn't really know who it was until I thought about it and realized it was her older brother was there too. But um, I was able to identify her two sisters and then her older brother. But then I was back in my bed. (laughs) Wow. That's a great thing to experience 
And it probably gave you a sense of relief and knowing that she was no longer in pain and she was with family. Absolutely. Prior to that, if she went to the hospital or we thought it was near the end, I couldn't control myself. I was so upset, but this was entirely different. I was so happy for her. I looked at the time and it was 1145 and I wondered what was going on at her house. I was 16 miles away from her. My aunt was with her. They had been on hospice and had hospice on call. And I didn't know if I should call or what I should do. And I thought, I, I won't do anything. And then my phone rang 15 minutes later at midnight. And it was my mom. But I answered the phone saying, I know, I know. I was with her. She's great. She's home. And all my mom said was, call your aunt now. She needs to hear from you. So wow. no one even told me that she died. I just said, I know. You knew it. <laughs> I'm like, I know, right. I They're know. probably like, wait, how do you know? You weren't there. Like right. in their head, they're probably going, what? Exactly. Oh. So I called my aunt. I didn't even let her tell me anything. I said, I don't know your timeline, but let me tell you mine. And I told her, you know, at 1130 that I had laid down and, you know, what had happened and she said, I don't know exactly what time she died, but I called hospice at 1130 because she, her body was struggling and I wanted to make her comfortable and I didn't know what to do. And hospice was on speaker with us. And somewhere between 1130 and 1145, she said, hospice told me she's probably already left her body. And I said, well, she's fine. And I was so happy. I didn't cry for hours because I was happy for my mama, you know? Right. It wasn't until I had the moment to think about her being out of my life that I then cried for myself. Right. <laughs> my aunt even said, do you want to come over and see her before they take her away? And I said, no, because this is the image I want to keep in yeah. my head. Exactly. You want to keep that happy face and the knowing that she's okay. Because seeing that the body lifeless is a whole different feeling. Because I've been on there on that side. And it's not the same as probably seeing them young and happy and no longer in pain. So I get that. It's so beautiful. It's so amazing. It gave me the strength I didn't have before that. I just thought I, I'm not going to be able to live without her. And I miss her. We were so close. But this was truly, truly a beautiful experience. And I'm so thrilled to hear I'm not alone. And I know there's a lot of people out there who've had some kind of similar experience who's afraid to talk about it. And I encourage them maybe even to write us. Yes. This is the best thing I think can happen to someone. And I wish everyone not that they lose someone, but if they have to lose someone. I do want to say we acknowledge that grief is grief and losing someone hurts no matter what. This doesn't get rid of that. And I don't want to belittle anyone's pain whatsoever. That's just part of life. Yeah, I mean, having this experience just helps you get through that grieving process a little bit faster. I mean, we all grieve in our own time. So having that experience, I think helped you probably heal faster. I mean, you're not, probably not completely healed because like I said, no one heals from losing somebody they love, but it helps ease the pain of losing her probably. Exactly. I would say the best part about the near death experiences and the shared death experience is that it can happen to anyone, whether they are skeptical or not. It doesn't even matter what religion they are. I even read uh, stories where this happened to a self-proclaimed atheist. 
they're just afraid to tell people what they have experienced. That's right. I hope people don't get that way because it's something great that has happened to them. Absolutely. I would have loved to have those experiences with my loved ones that have passed already. Those are beautiful. And I believe there are hospice caregivers out there and other healthcare workers that have had some sort of experience that kind of fits in these categories. And But with family, I know it especially provides a sense of healing and maybe even a greater purpose to life. It's just amazing. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at trisha.misty.tm at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, survivingdeathanddying.com for links to the books we talk about. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. Well, we did it again. We survived death and dying. Another episode. Because we believe life and love never die.